I'm Amber Smith, and this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. Dr. Howard Zucker, Commissioner for the New York State Health Department, visited Upstate Medical University recently to speak with healthcare providers about undiagnosed health conditions in people born between 1945 and 1965, otherwise known as the baby boomers. Dr. Zucker carved out some time to speak with HealthLink on Air about hepatitis C, high blood pressure, and prediabetes. Welcome, Dr. Zucker. Uh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for being here. So we're talking about people who are in their 50s to 70s, roughly, and we'll be looking at hepatitis C, high blood pressure, prediabetes. But before we get into those details, let's talk about this group of people and how you would characterize them. Well, I think the baby boomer population is a group that uh, doesn't take no for an answer. If there's a problem, they want a solution. Uh, they have been a generation, they are a generation that has always looked for solutions. They are very um, uh, adventurous. They are also a group that are um, nonconformists in some ways. Okay. And, and we, the baby boomer population in New York State uh, is growing. Uh, one out of every five um, New Yorkers in 2025 will be over the age of 65. So that's a large percentage. And in the United States, about 45 million Americans are over uh, 65 right now. Lots of them. Um, and they, they've also got experience with healthcare. They've seen the value of vaccines. That's correct. Um, they're the first generation with the uh, birth control pill that's access. Correct. And that's correct. So, um, they saw the eradication of smallpox. Uh, right. And, and they've also seen pretty much almost the eradication of polio and all the uh, uh, implications of not getting vaccinated. Okay, all right. But even still, there's these issues that are coming up that can affect a lot right. of the, the baby boomers. So let's talk about um, first um, prediabetes. So what is prediabetes? So when, when we look at diabetes um, and there are uh, markers, there are hemoglobin A1C markers, and, and when your level is starting to potentially creep up there, uh, you are setting yourself up for potential of getting diabetes. So you want to do interventions early on to um, change lifestyle, change your diet, um, and uh, prevent yourself from going down the path of ending up uh, uh, with, diabetes with diabetes and all the implications of what that would mean. So hemoglobin, that's a blood test? Well, it's a blood test, hemoglobin A1C, test that we it's important to monitor. Okay. So would this come up in a regular checkup with a... Right. right. So this is where the importance of speaking with your physician or nurse practitioner, whoever your healthcare provider is, uh, about preventive health, about uh, monitoring your blood pressure, monitoring, uh, checking your hemoglobin A1C, uh, talking to them about what your diet is, your exercise, and, and all the other things that go along with maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So if you find out about this, you can do things to stop your, you from developing diabetes right, or, or, full or blown. delay or stop or, or, to, or to turn the, uh, turn the tide for you. Okay. So, for example, if you're overweight, and you're not on an exercise program, and maybe you need to do something to improve your, uh, your diet and to uh, get more physically active to change the course of uh, what the path that you're on. Okay, good, good to know. Now, um, uncontrolled high blood pressure, that's another issue. And sure. I, that high blood pressure, your blood pressure gets taken when you go to a, for a checkup right. too. Is that how it's usually discovered that you well, have? In, a, in a lot of ways, it, it, it is discovered. Uh, in, um, sometimes it's... Um, actually fortuitous, but uh, you walk into an emergency room, let's say you sprain your ankle or you go in for something else and, and the um, triage nurse or whoever is checking you takes your blood pressure and notices it's elevated. could be just elevated because you're in an emergency room. But then that may put you into the, uh, into the system a little bit more and recommend that you go back to your health professional and have it checked again. And sometimes it's, it's 
that's where it's picked up. You don't you don't even realize it. Well, they say it's silent. Is that because it people is. could have it and not know? Right, and and sometimes you don't realize all the symptoms. Uh, th- there may not be many symptoms, but all the effects of high blood pressure on your body uh, are, are may be occurring. And whether it's issues with your kidneys, uh, issues with your heart, uh, issues with um, with um, potential risks of stroke, particularly with uh, markedly elevated blood pressure. So tell me about when you were a medical student learning to take blood pressures. So so I uh, so I. Um, learned how to take my uh, my blood pressure, and and also I was uh, actually uh, taking my mom's blood pressure because I was trying to learn uh, how to uh, uh, use the blood pressure cuff. And I noticed that her blood pressure was elevated. And let's say she said, "You're obviously doing this wrong." Uh, <laughs> well, let's ask Dad because my dad's a, a physician. He took it and said, "No, your your blood pressure's up." And so that's how my own mom's uh, elevated blood pressure that's was picked up. She learned. Yeah, she learned <laughs> okay. by my uh, first year medical student. Uh, uh, wow learning how to use the blood pressure cuff. Well, it can really be a marker for um, health problems later on and, and things that are going on that would not have been detected otherwise. Tell me about your trip to Haiti. You also... So, so one of the things I noticed is that you know, stress, a lot of things uh, can cause your blood pressure to be elevated. And when I went down there for, uh, on a medical mission after the earthquake um, to do anesthesia, everyone was on the operating table. And sometimes the, the operations were not uh, a significant operation, but they all had elevated blood pressure. Everyone, whether they were young, uh, older, uh, in their 20s, and all of them, even when they were in the recovery room, and sometimes I saw them afterwards, and once I was checking someone, just to see. And I think that there was just a lot of stress after earthquake and all, all the challenges. Wow. So a chronic, uh, chronically stressed, chronically uh, um, uh, subjected to a lot of um, challenges can Wow. Uh, affect your health, as we know. And, uh, and blood pressure is one of those things, as you mentioned before, as a silent, uh, silent killer is something which we may not uh, notice as quickly. So it's really important to, to keep an eye on that. Okay. All right. And uh, hepatitis C also, that's a, that's a sure. huge issue for baby boomers. Sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about why this is a concern for us. So it's interesting that there is a, uh, um, a concern with hepatitis C because in the past, whether it was... Um, um, Blood transfusions weren't weren't uh, mm-hmm. uh, checked for, for hepatitis C, so that was how some individuals got hepatitis C. There was also a lot of uh, hepatitis C from intravenous drug uh, drug use. Sure. Uh, but what we've noticed is there's also an elevation in hepatitis C now in the 20 to 30 year olds. So I think again it goes back to the issue of doing everything you can to um, monitor your health and to be uh, very proactive. Uh, and uh, prevent any kind of problems. Hepatitis C you, uh, can go on to cause uh, liver failure, uh, liver problems. A lot of times liver transplants were, were the, the treatment. But there are medications now that actually can uh, cure hepatitis C. So it's important to know um, uh, if you have this and, and to get the appropriate treatment as quickly as possible. Somewhere I saw that 90% of the people who shot up once or yes. did intravenous drugs once um, are so likely to one of the statistics this. that we've heard, yeah. Wow. And this is the most common chronic viral disease in the United States? Right, that's correct. That's surprising, really. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, tell me about uh, New York State. Uh, New York State has a hepatitis C testing law that's so, unique. So we, we do have a law that, that we, uh, uh, provides the opportunity to get, to get tested for hepatitis C. And I think this is imp- goes back to the issue um, that if you have health uh, education, uh, mm-hmm. knowledge about your own personal health, uh, ability to communicate um, your concerns, and also to work with your 
friends, family, loved ones, whoever is uh, is within your sphere of uh, uh, contacts to say, hey, maybe you should be checked for this. And often what happens is that somebody says to you, maybe you should go and be checked for this, or I read something about it. And that's why health uh, information is important, corrective information is important. I know there's a lot of information out there, and you need to be sure it's accurate. And to ask questions. And it goes back to this baby boomer um, point that we spoke about before, because the baby boomer population will walk into the doctor's office and ask a lot of questions. And we want them. We want everyone to do that. And they won't take, well, we'll see or no as an answer. They will say, well, tell me more about it. I want to learn more about it. And that's good. good. Be very proactive about your health. Interesting. Okay, well, I've got some more questions, but sure. first let me remind listeners that this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air, and we're talking with New York State Health Commissioner Dr. Howard Zucker about baby boomer health issues. So we focused on um, some of the undiagnosed health conditions, but there's other health conditions that affect baby boomers that come on just from the process of aging. So how big of a deal is are these things going to be, and what are these things? Right, so obviously one of the big things that we've heard a lot about and we read about is the issues of uh, Alzheimer's. Um, and uh, other um, uh, and, and other conditions, uh, uh, neurological conditions, but also um, autoimmune diseases, arthritis, osteoporosis. So I think again, it is important to look for any signs or um, or symptoms of any of these problems uh, that that may occur, and then also to be very proactive on this. Um, there. Everyone always tries to turn to a medicine for a treatment, but sometimes the uh, treatments are are um, preventive and and, um, and uh, can help. So, for example, on some of the things about arthritis, uh, exercise, uh, you know, sometimes people are swimming, and some other mm-hmm. things that can help you uh, doesn't mean that you're going to stop the course of, of, of a disease, but you can help uh, make uh, your lifestyle Make better. it a little more bearable, bearable. or yeah, something. Yeah. And, okay. and I think that some of the other issues that we are addressing uh, with the issues of um, of Alzheimer's, and we, we've been focused on this. The uh, Governor Cuomo is committed uh, to addressing this. Uh, there's money that we have put in from the state uh, to um, uh, work to find uh, both health care givers and also to um, uh, to address this problem in the bigger picture. Okay. Well, let's talk about something that's becoming a major public health concern that you might not necessarily think in terms of health, and that's um, loneliness. Right. How is that right. playing into public right. health? Right. So I, I think that we... As a society, we're very social, and 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 it is very helpful to have um, peers and and others to to um, both provide happiness and and, uh, and enjoyment. But also, I think it's important uh, that sometimes when you you sort of have a buddy system in some ways, they may suggest or or say, "Let's go out and, and take a walk." So you get someone out of the house, a little bit more activity. Also, uh, communication keeps your mind more active. And and uh, and I think that one of the other things that we we recognize is that loneliness, uh, you know, there are concerns that uh, it makes you less like less apt to have a good meal, and, and it sets you up for for other diseases. And so, so I then think you can't find infections because your right, right. immunity is not strong Correct. enough. You're not Correct. strong. Right. We are we're a social uh, social uh, you know. Creatures and, and 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 I think it's really important that we we try to avoid that and whatever we can do and I think that in many ways one of the things we also can do is cross generational, you know, have some mm. older and younger, you know, and this is you know, when people have grandchildren and, and and grandparents or or just being out there in a park and 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 just seeing and interacting with others and I think this is really helpful both uh, for our own um, 
uh, our own physical health as well as our own mental, mental health. health. Yeah. Good, good. All right, well now tell me about the health across all policies approach that Governor Cuomo introduced this year. Sure. So Governor Cuomo uh, is, is committed to looking at this in the, in the big picture. And what we realize is that health is not something that just falls within the Department of Health, but it, it, it should be looked at in all of our departments across the state. So he has asked us to look at um, the other departments, for example, the Department of Transportation, Department of Agriculture and Markets. So how do we, with transportation, for example, how do we create an environment where the streets are, are um, easier to, to walk on? Uh, let's say there are, there are ways uh, to be sure that you're safe, you're not going to mm, you know, uh, sure. uh, run risk of getting hurt. Uh, the governor is also committed to, uh, in his, um, in his um, state of the state, mentioned that he wants to have a, a, a parks, uh, a trail across the entire state of New York. And what better to uh, way to get recreation some recreation and get, and get some ex activity than to be able to go out there and walk uh, right in your neighborhood, right across you know, different parts of the state uh, to get some physical activity. Uh, the government has also asked uh, my department, the Department of Health, to work with the Department of Agriculture Markets to look at nutritious um, uh, foods and how to get a, a better, uh, healthier foods out there. And to, you know, New York has an incredible amount of uh, farms right. and, and really great Foods. So how do we get those foods into the school system? How do we get uh, uh, better nutrition? So how do we work with others to do this? So okay. uh, health across all policies is to look at all the different departments on this issue. Okay. And uh, the governor wants us to become the first age-friendly state? Correct. So there aren't any age-friendly states. The, um, the World Health Organization uh, has uh, looked at uh, age-friendly countries, and, and, uh, and we want to be the, the state that's, the, that's friendly for all, all ages, and particularly uh, efforts to make sure that those who are, who are aging in the state uh, can stay right in their home. People don't want to move and leave, particularly when they're 70, 80 years of age. They want to stay right where they are. So how do we make it where it works for them? Neat. Interesting. Well, thanks. Thanks for being here. Well, I thank appreciate you very much. It. I really appreciate it. This has been Amber Smith speaking about baby boomer health issues with the New York State Health Commissioner, Dr. Howard Zucker, for Upstate's Health Link on Air.